Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Just a trio of old dudes talking sports. Larry Smith, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy. We are the Illini Guys. And it's been a huge week on the IlliniGuys.com website. Lots of new members. A quick hello to all of you and an invitation to come and get the instant insider scoop for those of you who haven't done so just yet. Another packed show just ahead. That's the way we do it here. Former Illini offensive lineman and the color analyst on the BUC radio network for Illini games, Martin O'Donnell is standing by. We'll get a spring football update from IlliniGuys.com's Matt Stevens, that's ahead of next week's spring game. And Kedrick Prince talks with Illini basketball incoming freshman Ty Rogers on his Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast. We'll hear a little bit of that. But let's start, though, with basketball. So many moving parts. Brad, as you know, any conversation with Illini hoops begins and ends with Kofi Colburn. What's the latest? Yeah, I think obviously Kofi has until April 24th to declare his intentions. Illinois is... um... You know, that's a really nice NIL package for him um, if he chooses to stay in college. And, um, y- you know, he's, he's got to make that decision coming up. And the sooner the better for Illinois, because obviously if he doesn't come back, they're going to want to add someone, another big guy from the portal. And, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. I think Kofi, you know, the best thing for him is, you know, from a financial standpoint would be to stick around. But, you know, I, sometimes guys just get done with college and they want to go pro and, and, you know, you know, uh, no matter what the circumstances may be, um, we'll see what happens. He's been in, taking some time in Jamaica, um, kind of chilling and, um, you know, should be, uh, he's back in the States this weekend and, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's hope that, uh, uh, he does what's best you know, for him and he'll, he'll come to that conclusion. I do think they, uh, you know, the fighting line, I have a lot of alternatives that are positive for him, particularly when you have a staff that has somebody like Tim Anderson on there who has developed numerous amounts of, of pro players. You have Adam Fletcher who is widely regarded as the best strength and conditioning coach that falls into some of the things that uh, NBA scouts have recommended that he work on. Um, as an Illini fan, and I think I speak for all of us, we're probably biased to have Kofi stay. But, um, you know, you want him to do what's right for him. And, and thankfully in this one, we don't know what he's going to do. But a lot of the uh, uh, if you're going to do a T plus and minuses, a lot of the pluses fall in the side of the fighting Illini. Yeah, I would think that. And I would think right now, just a lot of the things he he's doing, um, he's not working out like a lot of guys are in you know, Vegas or Dallas or Chicago or wherever they work out getting ready for the draft. He's in Jamaica. Um, You know, he's got a lot of money, you know, possibly high six figures or more waiting in an NIL deal at Illinois. Um, And, uh, and he's got a chance to become the school's all-time leading rebounder and scorer at at the same time. So it would seem uh, because the 24th is not that far away. I mean, it's we're under 10 days away. So Brad, but it does it, feel like he's returning or what, what, what do the tea leaves tell you? I mean, it, it feels like, I mean, if you're going to go to the draft, you'd think you'd want to be going to the draft, right? I mean, you know, you're working on going to the draft and 
it just seems like right now he's just taking his time and kind of going through it and then probably going to make an announcement to return, um, you know, sometime next week. And we'll kind of see what happens. You know, you never know. There, there's a lot of things, you know, moving parts, obviously. But, you know, the biggest thing for Kofi is he needs to get ready to play, whether it's at Illinois or in the or trying to play professionally. Um, he needs to get himself in shape and get ready to go. And, and I think that's where we'll find out next week, you know, what his goals are and, and we'll find out if he can start, you know, maybe making some changes uh, so that he can advance his game to the next level. And, and you know what? Uh, I wouldn't play cards with Kofi because he's a pretty good gambler. It looks like he's a good bluffer. <laughs> um, and the bottom line is, is, you know, if he him and hauls a little bit, maybe there's some business that's on the edge that says, you know what? I'd like Kofi to advertise for me. And if that helps him think about something, you know, to come to the University of Illinois, I could see where, you know, if I thought I could him and haul around for a few extra days on a Jamaican beach, and that would potentially influence a business or two to make me their spokesperson, I might do that. So if you hear that I'm on a Jamaican beach, you'll now know what I'm trying to accomplish. There you go. You know, and something else too, he did pretty well with NIL considering he really didn't get started until about October last year. Imagine if he has a whole summer, this could be a very productive <laughs> summer for Kofi Colbert. We, we do wish. Yeah. Him. Very lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of guys that, that uh, we know are not coming back to better the transfer portal. Let's start with Omar Payne, the guy, Brad, who came in a year ago with a, a lot of promise. He's just got a lot of raw talent, uh, but it just didn't pan out for him here uh, at Illinois. Yeah, Elmar is a, a good kid, hard worker. Um, just didn't pan out. You know, he had some, you know, it's kind of been a tough break where he, everywhere he's gone, there's always been a guy ahead of him who's just better. And uh, so I, I think he showed a lot of, he, he committed to Jacksonville. I think it's a great fit because he's got connections there. It's the guy, you know, guys who recruited him to Florida back in the day. And then, you know, he's got a chance to go in and play big minutes and that's what he needs. He needs time on the floor and he's got a couple of years there to kind of show what he can do. Yeah. It's, it's too bad. Seemed like a good kid um, was probably a little bit better in practice than he was in games. Um, you know, and, and I think Brad hit it on the head, you know, he, he needs to practice his craft in a game situation. And it's really hard to do that when you think of the difference in effectiveness between him and Kofi. No, no coach can, can take Kofi off of the court for extended period of time and put pain in to let pain develop when you're playing against Hunter Dickinson, or you're playing against EJ Liddell, or you're, you know, the, the big 10 is stacked with, with good teams and you can't afford to go totally developmental and unfortunately for Omar, it was just not the best place for him. Yeah, we do wish him well as he now becomes a, a Dolphin down in Jacksonville, as you said, close to home. Uh, the other one is, is a kid I, I was really, really hoping would stick around one more year and try to, to see if he can make it work. Brandon Pazimski, the former Wisconsin Mr. Basketball, um, 6'5 guard. Uh, he's also uh, moving on. And, and um, this was one I was really hoping he would stick around, but I, I get it. Yeah, Brandon is, Pajemski is a kid who can really shoot it. He's a scorer. Um, just, you know, and it's just one of those things where he, you know, he's going to try and find a better fit where he can get more playing time early on. Um, you know, with the, he won't have to sit out. He can go somewhere. He can play right away. He's had a ton of interest um, across the country um, from all different levels. And, 
you know, I, th- I think for him, it's just finding the right fit where he can get on the court. And he's another kid who just, he needs experience in the game. And, um, you know, he can score. He's got to work on the other side of the court and, and get better there. But uh, I think that he's a kid who can really help someone uh, if, if at least as a shooter moving forward. But I think he can be even more once he gets on the floor and gets some experience. Yeah, you know, it would have been great to see him, uh, you know, wait around for another year. But, you know, you're only a you're only a college athlete for a very short period of time. You want to try to maximize it. And the transfer portal is is out there to allow that to happen. So it's really hard for me to to point a finger and say it's a bad move because he's looking for playing time. He's looking for the ability to to hone his skills in game situations and he can look for that and make that happen here. Well, and you also look at in terms of who Illinois has coming in as freshmen, Sincere Harris and Jaden Epps we knew about. There's probably a transfer guard, and we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come in terms of I'm sure they're going to look for the transfer portal. And before we before we get to a commercial break, let's also talk, we did a moment ago, or last week we talked just very briefly about him, Sky Clark. Um, again, you know, the biggest recruit this program has had, um, you could say even in terms of where he's ranked, even bigger than Io DeSumo. Yeah, go back to probably D Brown days about 20 years ago since last time he had a recruit of this caliber come to Illinois. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Scott Clark's a, he's a big name. I mean, before the injury, this was a legit top 10 player. Um, you know, he, he hurts his knee and he falls into the top 25 range, but I mean, he's well known and everybody knows when he's healthy and if he gets back to hundred percent, as they expect, this is a legit top 10, top 15 player. Illinois hasn't landed a player like that. Uh, well, I don't know. It's been a long time. That would even go before D Brown. So um, you're talking, you know, maybe back in the, you know, Marcus Liberty, Nick yeah. Anderson or something. Yeah. And, and I think the interesting thing about Sky Clark is, is if you listen to him, um, he's got a charisma and, and, uh, and he's got a presence that really, Reminds me a little bit of, of Io. You know, he, he seems to have an understanding of the big picture while he's talking with the media. Um, and he's got that, he's got a great smile and, and he, he really knows how to communicate. And I, I think he could be very, very big for the Illini basketball program because he puts them now as kind of a cool brand. Um, and and I, I think that can be maybe underestimated in the eyes of the fans a little bit, but I think he brings some intangibles into play that Illinois really hasn't had. Um, you know, you got IO, I guess a little bit, you got D Brown um, might be the only other person. Cause he had that cool being on sports illustrated covers and stuff like that. And, and uh, sky's got that and he hasn't really even been here yet. I think one of you guys mentioned it to me last week. He's got swag. He's got street cred. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly right. Just um, a, a special kind of player. We'll be talking a lot more about him later on this hour. Kendrick Prince, the director of recruiting for AtlantaGuys.com, is going to join us a bit later in his recruiting roundup uh, segment. We'll talk more about that uh, then and, and a lot more coming up here in the show. Uh, we consider it a privilege to be able to talk to you each week on this radio station and This week, one of the golden voices of our generation went silent. Jim Turpin, for decades, the legendary voice of the Illini, passed away last Sunday at age 90. For so many of us, all of us, he was Illinois sports, chronicling the highs and lows of the action on the field and on the court. We will talk more about Jim later in the show. But on behalf of all of our staff and owners at Illini Guys, we pass along our 
thoughts and condolences to the Turpin family and his professional family at WDWS in Champaign and at the Illinois Athletic Department. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. The Sports Spectacular continues with our Newsmaker segment presented by Busey Bank. Former Illini offensive lineman Martin O'Donnell joins us uh, each football Saturday. He pairs up with Brian Barnhart as a color commentator for the Illini radio broadcast. And we're lucky to have him here with us. Martin, welcome to the Sports Spectacular. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Really happy to be here. Uh, listen, we we got spring uh, the spring game coming up. Uh, tell us about kind of what this time of year means for you. I mean, and just memories and, and what you're looking forward to for next week. Yeah, I mean, I think the spring is usually a really good time, obviously, for guys to, to get better and to work on technique. And, and you go through part of the offseason conditioning program, you come off of the season. But, you know, really, I think it's important for the guys that are on the team right now. I mean, this will be their second spring, really, with this coaching staff. And so as you get, you know, chemistry is really important for the players with each other, but it's also really important in kind of working with the coaching staff. So, you know, that's one of the things I'm always most interested to see in the spring is, you know, you know, kind of who's flashing, who's taking a leap. Um, and then obviously just kind of becomes one set of data points that you can kind of get some more data points in fall camp. Uh, and then obviously the season you have, you know, 12 regular season ones to kind of work off of there. So, um, you know, always a really fun time of year, but, you know, certainly for the players, they're out there grinding. And the coaches are really grinding them and trying to make them better. And, and the young guys are getting reps in the offense and defense that Illinois typically runs. Some of those young guys don't get that during the season. Martin, thanks for thanks for jumping on the show. We appreciate it. So how do you, uh, as, as a former football player, you know, how do you look at it as trying to, for some of these players, to adjust to a new staff and kind of learn different ways of doing things and learn – different hot points for the coaches and for what they're being asked to do. How did you, how would you adjust to something like that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's challenging. And, you know, one of the big things, obviously that the biggest change is certainly, you know, changing offensive coordinators and, and Barry Lunny coming in. So, so the guys on offense are, are probably learning new terminology and, and like anything, you know, like you're learning a different language or whatever you try to, you try to use your touchstones and you say, okay, in this offense, you know, 56 is, you know, 56 is kind of the old 24, you know, something like that. So guys kind of use those things, they work through it. But but ultimately what it does is, you know, you, you kind of build that camaraderie. You know, you lost a lot of senior leadership on the offensive side of the football. Obviously, you know, you lose Brandon Peters. Uh, you lose a lot of, you know, several guys along the offensive line. I think it's huge having Palcheski back. 
you know, kind of a veteran presence there to help guys get through it. So, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're still kind of feeling each other out. They've been through, you know, one season. So they've kind of been through, you know, a lot of the fires with each other. And so certainly the players have better relationships with the coaching staff this spring than they did last spring. And they were just, I mean, heck, they were just learning the guys' names at that point. So I think it's really interesting and will be interesting to see, you know, kind of who, who gets moved into a different position. The coaches get to know the strengths and weaknesses of the existing roster better. And, and then again, you know, coaches and, and players, it's really kind of a give and take in terms of, you know, hey, who, you know, you know, this player was this last year, you know, he's a receiver, maybe wasn't a field stretcher, was kind of more of an underneath guy. Okay, well, if he worked hard in the offseason program, well, maybe now he can run some of those nine routes, maybe he can get deep. And so I think it's really just trying to learn and experiment. And that's what a lot of spring ball is, is offensively, defensively, figure out what works, figure out what your bread and butter is. I think Ryan Walters has a better feel for that on the defensive side, obviously being through a season here. Barry Lunny, still very much learning the personnel, but really pretty much all those assistant coaches under him on the offensive side of the ball, they were all there last season. So really just getting to know each other. And again, spring is just really crucial for guys to improve, get better, uh, and really learn how to be better at, you know, the Illini offense, the Illini defense, and, and Illini special teams, because you got to replace a lot there as well. You know, and I know that you really, um, you again, you've been through this, talking to Martin O'Donnell here. Um, you've been through this, of course, with the Illini throughout you know, your career, playing at different levels. Um, you know, as a broadcaster, it was it was exciting to hear you in the booth. And it seemed like, um, you know, you, you, you're a little bit of a cheerleader and there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's part of the excitement, right. Of, of, of being part of the, the Busey radio network. Um, but it was, it was interesting, interesting to me as I listen to you every, every week for every game, uh, cause I'm not always in Champagne and, and, and like so many of us, but it was one thing to, to hear you. It's it, you could, it felt like you were more involved and more excited as the year went on. And this team got more competitive. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, the, there's no question. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a homer. I, I don't uh, I don't try to hide that. You know, Hawk Harrelson's my broadcasting idol. Um, so there, there's, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to wear my emotions on my sleeve. And, and yeah, I mean, and that's really what it ultimately is, is, you know, I, I think a lot of, you know, the Illinois football program is not where, you know, I want it to be. Brett Bielema wants it to be. The, the fan base wants it to be. But I think last year was a really big step. And, and you got to You got to be competitive in the fourth quarter. And we've seen iterations of this Illini team, you know, kind of ebb and flow. But, you know, that was really one of the things last year that that I think is most encouraging is this team was in the game in just about every fourth quarter. I mean, really, the Virginia game was the one game where Virginia came out, had a great day on offense, and really Illinois wasn't close. I mean, they really blew it open, I think, the beginning, midway, third quarter. But really, every single other game was basically a one-possession game at the end. And some games they didn't execute, Maryland, Purdue, and some games they did, you know, like Minnesota you know, like Penn State down the stretch. So I think that's the really encouraging thing. And, and again, I mean, I'm an offensive guy, but, you know, I really like seeing good defense as well, really appreciate that. And, you know, that's one of the fun things where I think it's a great thing about collegiate athletics is you get to see guys grow and develop over time. And, you know, last year was really fun to watch the defensive side of the ball and see guys like Owen Carney have a breakout year, but then also guys really step up and, and become players and impact players. And like Keith Randolph, Johnny Newton. I mean, those are the guys that I'm really, Tariq Barnes. I mean, a lot of these guys on defense, you know, Kirby Joseph with a huge breakout year. That's the stuff that's really fun. Um, and that's where it's really nice and, and rewarding to go back and, you know, you know, I'm calling Illinois games. I think, I don't know if this year is my eighth or ninth year. I can't keep track, but you know, you're doing it for a while and there's some games that are not competitive and that's no fun. I mean, it's not fun for the people playing. It's not fun for the people watching. It's not fun for the people broadcasting, but when it's a tight game in the fourth quarter, um, you know, you just want to win. And so that, that comes through certainly with me, you know, Brian Barnhart's the professional, absolute fantastic. He's Brian's fantastic at his job, makes my job a whole lot easier. And, 
you know, I'm just over there losing my mind and trying not to swear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that Martin, that's a lot like Larry and I, he's the professional who tries to keep me in online. And, uh, and of course I try to help with Brad because he's been covering Illini sports for like 20 years and he can't keep track that far either. So, um, <laughs> you know, when, when you're taking a look at this team, what um, give, you know, cause you, you, you get a chance to, to meet the players and hear, you know, what's going on. Is there, are there anybody that you're like really waiting to see how they look this season because of what you saw in the beginnings of their, you know, run last year? Is there any players that you're like, man, if I was going to buy a ticket, I'd buy a ticket to watch X. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good question. I, I think the, the, the way that I'd answer that is I think every single year you're trying to figure out who are the playmakers on offense and who are the playmakers on defense, right? So, so last year, obviously, you know, the, the running backs were the guys who could really make plays. You know, you know, Chase Brown had a tremendous season. Josh McCray came out of nowhere as a true freshman, you know, and, and, and played a really significant role. You know, I think they've added a couple of good young running backs in the offseason. I'm really excited to see what can Josh McCray be this year. I mean, look, people forget you're 18 years old. You're just going to college for school. It's hard enough. People have to adjust. They're working through things. But then you throw in, hey, this is also a guy that's going to have to carry the ball, you know, 29 times against Purdue or whatever it was. And, you know, so I'm, I'm really interested to see what does that delta look like? How much better is Josh McCray going to be with an offseason in a Big Ten Wake program, Tank Wright's program, you know, another year conditioning. They've added more guys. They can kind of have kind of that third back you know, offensively as well. I want to see Isaiah Williams take the next step. You know, they moved him over to receiver. You know, I think that was after the after the spring last year. I can't remember specifically, but, you know, we saw some great flashes out of Isaiah and everything anybody says about it is the kid wants it, the kid works, you know? And so you add another offseason to that. I'm really excited to see it. I'm excited to see the growth on defense. I think Devin Witherspoon is one of the most sleeped on corners in the Big Ten. And I really want to see him take his game to the next level. You know, Sidney Brown had a great season last year, you know, really kind of regained some of his 2019 form and some of that's injuries and other things. But, you know, I'm interested to see, you know, what can Ryan Walters do with him at the offseason? We saw some really creative, fun things there. Uh, but again, a guy like Tariq Barnes, you know, kind of rotational linebacker player really came on. You know, Tariq's going to have to be a leader there, you know, right up the middle. And I mentioned Keith Randolph and Johnny Newton. So I think what it comes down to is, and I think what the, what the coaching staff is trying to figure out now, and ultimately what we'll see kind of in fall camp and in the first couple of games is you try to figure out what your bread and butter is. Who are the guys you can rely on week in, week out? And who are the playmakers? Who are those guys making the impact plays? Um, so those are a couple of guys. I mean, I think I named like half the roster right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you know, but, the, but those are the guys. I mean, I'm fascinated to see kind of what happens at all those different positions. Luke Ford, can Luke Ford take the next step as a receiving tight end? You know, Luke's a kid that we all want to have incredible success. He's a tremendous blocker. He was able to contribute somewhat in the passing game last year. But, you know, look, and we didn't even talk about quarterbacks, right? So we got to figure that whole thing out too. But th there's a lot of guys out there. And again, that's the part to me where, you know, I, I start to ramble a little bit because I, I am really fascinated see how all these guys have grown in the offseason and then I'm even more excited about the guys that I'm not even thinking about right now I wasn't thinking about Kirby Joseph as you know probably a day two NFL draft pick you know at this time last year and you know first team all big 10 but again that, that's the great thing about collegiate athletics is you, you don't know what you're going to get because guys can grow so much in such a short period of time because because they're young and I think this coaching staff they're great teachers I think they're really good recruiters they know what they want and you know I'm just interested to see what the wrinkles look like talking with Martin O'Donnell here and the uh Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank here on the Sports Spectacular. And as you can tell, uh, Martin also has been 
doing his prep work this spring, uh, getting making sure he knows all the players because the uh, the big orange and blue scrimmage is next Thursday night. It's coming Thursday at Memorial Stadium. Um, you know, I want to get in before we let you go, Martin, about you talked a lot about the players and a little bit about the coaches too. How about this this coaching regime under Brett Bielema? What do you see different now heading into year two of the Bielema administration, if you will, that maybe you didn't see with, with the previous coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I'll just focus on kind of what, what I see from, you know, from from Brett Bielema. And I think the, the thing that was striking to me initially in my, my first interactions with him and, and kind of grew over time is, you know, I'd record something with him every week. And so, you know, get, you know, five, 10 minutes of coach's time is he is extremely intentional and thought out with what he wants to do in every aspect of the program. And I think he has a very clear vision as to what he wants Illinois football to be in the near, in the intermediate, in the long-term future. And and he's taking steps, I think, every day of the week, regardless of the time of year, to to get us there. And and that's really encouraging to me. You know, I think he's done a great job of embracing the former players. The entire staff has. You know, obviously, there's been a lot written about how they've embraced embraced the high school coaches around the state. Um, And there's just a lot of goodwill that's been engendered there. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really encouraged by the level of um, engagement from the staff overall and the level of connectivity they have in the community here in, in Champaign-Urbana. I mean, I live in Champaign-Urbana and, you know, I, I've seen this coaching staff out and about engaging the community. And, um, and that, that may not be a huge thing to the entire fan base, but it's a big thing for somebody who lives here, you know, in the community in Champaign-Urbana where you sometimes don't get that. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited by the intentionality of it. And I think really, you know, Brett Bielema, he has a plan. He's executing on that plan. And as he, as he, you know, demonstrated in the off season, he's not afraid to deviate if he thinks that there's a place for them to improve. And, and Tony Peterson is, is, a, is a, is a great guy. You know, Illinois won five games last year, but saw an opportunity, thought to improve at the offensive coordinator position and, and make the hire in, in Barry Lunny. And obviously I liked what I saw from the UTSA offense. Uh, last year and unfortunately against you know against the Illini and you know UTSA's win in Champaign no question about that okay we've got one minute left Uh, prediction for this fall Um, is this an eight win team can can they get there I'd say bowl game I mean that's my expectation every year my my expectation is for Illinois to go to the bowl game uh, go to a bowl game and be playing really meaningful games in November I think I think that's the goal I think if, if Illinois takes care of business, um, they'll do that. And so I think that's the next step. Get to bowl eligibility, get the extra practices, and then lock that up as early as you possibly can. And then you're starting to have fun and, and play important games in November. That's that's my expectation this year and every year. Okay. Well, we can't wait to uh, – we, we enjoy talking you talking with us here. We can't wait, though, to sit back and just enjoy you uh, on the radio, on the broadcast this fall. Martin O'Donnell uh, of the Illini radio broadcast team, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk with you soon. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Martin O'Donnell there on our Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank here on the Sports Spectacular. Stay with us. Much more to come after this timeout. All along the Illini Guys Radio Network. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. 
Member FDIC. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Glad you're stopping in and joining us along the Illini Guys Radio Network. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. You know, earlier we were talking about uh, Illinois and the, the transfer portal and losing a couple of guys, uh, Omar Payne and Brandon Podzimski. I want to talk a little bit more about the portal. This is year number two. For those of you who don't follow it that closely, um, up until last year, any player who transferred had to sit out a year unless they got some kind of special waiver or, or, or permission from the NCAA. And those were really fleeting and hard to get, especially if you're going to Illinois, we can talk about that. Another conversation, um, <laughs> but now that it's changed where because of COVID they, they began this because of COVID and now they're going to keep it around where you actually have one time a free transfer. So I guess guys, the thing that I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, the pros and cons of this, I understand it, but it just really has changed the game in a dramatic way very quickly. Yeah, you basically, I was talking to a couple of assistant coaches, college assistant coaches this week, and um, you're, you have to re-recruit your roster every year. You basically spend your spring, not only are you out on the road trying to recruit guys from the next recruiting class, and you're trying to recruit guys to come to your school from the transfer portal, you're trying to recruit your own players to not enter the transfer portal. It is like a 20, it's, it's 24 seven. And, you know, you've got all, you know, you got the, you got to basically sell them on what they're going to do the next year. And, and you're retooling the roster every year, just, and I'm not saying it's all bad. There's some good and some bad to it, but at the same time, it really is. It really has changed the whole landscape of college basketball and we'll see how it goes long-term, whether it stays this way or whether once all these kids have transferred once we, we kind of, they can't do it again. So we'll see what happens down the road, but it's been wild the last two years. Yeah, it, it is definitely something that as a coach, you know, you worry because even the rumor that you're recruiting somebody uh, of a certain position could get one of your players to go into the portal. And you wonder about the accuracy of, of, of rumors. And, you know, maybe, maybe if I was coaching somewhere, I'd have an official rumor guy who would start rumors about my competition. <laughs> Um, but you know, the bottom line is, is, is it's a very, very transitory, um, situation and it makes things very transactional where, you know, you don't play me, I'm leaving. But I also think a lot of reason that this happened 
was because a lot of folks were frustrated that the coaches could up and leave and players had no recourse but to stay at a school where they had pledged to a coach who was going to be there and build a winner. And then the coach went off to the next place, as we saw with a number of uh, teams in the NCAA tourney that had some success. So I can totally understand, you know, it's a crazy time. And I think the coaches were the inspiration for this. And now they're bearing the brunt of trying to figure out how to juggle it. Well, and now you've got players moving that maybe were not ranked as high coming out of high school, but they come out to a smaller school, make a big name for themselves and jump to a P5 conference. One player did that this week was a player named Will Richards, who is a three-star recruit out of a suburban Atlanta school, Woodward Academy played with Walker Kessler, the third-team All-American, the center uh, for Auburn. Three-star, goes to Belmont, blows up at Belmont, and transfers. He'll play at Florida next year. Um, great for him on the bigger stage, but it's tough if you're one of these, uh, you know, these smaller schools uh, and you're a really good coach and you coach your kid up, you could lose him. Yeah, no question. So, so now you, the smaller schools, they're looking for those kids that maybe, you know, we mentioned uh, they're trying to sell a Brandon Pajemski. Come down here and you can be a star and we can, you know, you can make a name for yourself. So I, you know, I, it's such a weird dynamic, you know, power fives recruiting uh, the mid majors and then the mid majors recruiting the power five. So it's just a, it, it's a weird, it, it's just a weird thing. Now I want with the one-time transfer, you wonder like, you know, we're going to have end up with, you know, what 3,500 kids in the past two years, I think entered in the portal. So eventually we run out of people who have that one-time transfer, right? I mean, so maybe there'll be fewer moving forward. Yeah, I almost wonder if ISU's coach could make a play with his background at the Big Ten. You know, could he get two or three good players, uh, you know, from the Big Ten like Brandon um, and then take over the Missouri Valley and and tell these kids, hey, you're going to make a two- or three-year run in the tournament. You're going to get noticed by the NBA and see where the chips fall, you know, Wichita state put a couple guys in the pros doing um, you know, they did it a little differently, but the effect can be the same. You can be a big fish in a small pond and maybe really benefit the players that are on the roster. Yeah. Got about a minute left, uh, 30 seconds each for each one of you. How would you change the portal as it is right now to make it better? Man, I, I think the one thing I, I like that they get to play right away. Um, I think there should be, I think I would like to see them stay two years um, at a school, almost like a, a thing where you got to stay two years and, and ride your freshman, sophomore years, and then you can transfer freely um, unless you have a coaching change. And I think coaching changes really would be the one where I'd let them move right away. Yeah, I, I think those are, those are good things that you could do there. What I'm worried about is that somebody's going to challenge this in court and then the second and third transfers will also be um, immediate play. And then it's Katie bar the door, uh, just craziness. We, we always want what we don't have, right? <laughs> you give an inch, we want three inches. Uh, great conversation. This is Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You know, it's a big week coming up for Illini football. The spring game is next Thursday night. Matt Stevens at IlliniGuys.com is along to talk about that and more coming up next on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, 
outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. This is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlaniGuys.com. And joining us now for our Game Changers segment presented by OSF Healthcare. Matt Stevens, football writer and analyst for IlliniGuys.com. Matt, good to have you. Let's uh, let's talk some Illini football. Uh, what's going on right now with the orange and blue? So they've got the third scrimmage, which is going to be open to season ticket holders and media, um, at least partially, um, on Saturday this weekend. Um, and I, I fully expect this to be the most competitive deal because, as we all know, what they do on television during the spring game is usually kind of – fake football just to kind of get everybody through and put something on television. That's a worthwhile entertainment product, as we all know with Brett Bielema, but I do find this to be a a potential to be the most competitive scrimmage they have. I think you're going to see a lot of ones on one action and um, they're, they're going to start to try to figure out some of those position battles that they're having on both sides of the ball and try to iron those out and not try to wait until the last week and then and the spring game to try to figure all those things out. I think they're going to have everything ironed out before that, that next Saturday when they put it on television for the orange and blue spring game. Matt, is there a position battle that you look at right now that it's maybe even the tightest, most interesting or biggest bat? I mean, most important, I, I don't know which, which position battle do you kind of look at and say, all right, this is one we need to watch. I think the one that's most competitive, Brad, is the one that's trying to replace Kirby Joseph at that nickel slash safety spot. And they have a lot of options. Quan uh, Martin is definitely an option to do that. Taylon Letsy is obviously an option to do that. The um, former walk-on who lived in his car before arriving at Illinois um, was a special teams warrior last year, and they, they like him a lot. There's a lot of young kids like Keontae Curry and Daniel Edwards and D.D. Snyder that are in the mix to, to possibly do that as well. So the guy that's going to replace Kirby Joseph, who's going to go probably in the first two or three rounds of the NFL draft, is going to is end up being the most competitive spot because – Aaron Henry and you know Ryan Walters, who coordinates the defense but also runs the safety room, is going to have a lot of say in who does that. I think that's the most competitive battle right now coming out of spring, and I, and I think there's a lot of guys that could go after those one or two spots that they're going to put out in that secondary. So to me, the one that I'm most interested in is trying to figure out, is anybody going to step up at the wide receiver position? What do you, what do you think is going to go on there? Because, boy, if, that, if they elevate their game, that changes this whole Illini season. 
yeah, you're, you're looking, Mike, for guys like Brian Hightower to make a play in this scrimmage. You're looking for guys like a Kimari Thompson, who is a former you know track and field athlete at Missouri, more than a football player, but a guy who has raised some eyebrows with his amount of speed. You're looking for um, – I'm looking to see how healthy Isaiah Williams is going to be for this scrimmage and see what they want to do with him. Um, they, they have a lot of film and a lot of reps with Isaiah but he's been wearing a green non-contact jersey for the last week and a half, and I don't know how much they're going to let him do for these last few scrim- these last scrimmage, these last practices in the spring game. I don't know what they're going to let him do. Um, and then you've got you know you've got guys like Sean Miller, who's an incoming uh, early enrollee, who they are really really excited about. The kid out of IMG, they think he can be a game changer as a true freshman. I'll be interested to see what they let him do at the wide receiver spot. So there's a lot of options there, but um, it's definitely one of the position groups that should Illinois fans should be the most concerned about. Not because George McDonald doesn't know how to coach him, but you know you can't really cook a great meal if you don't have the groceries. And right now, I don't know if there's a depth of talent in the groceries that make this possible for George. Well, let's talk quarterback now. Which kid from New Jersey is going to be the guy? Are we going to be able to make a completion uh like last week you were talking about how they were going against uh you know ghosts there was you know an offense tell me about what's going on with the quarterback situation so Barry Lenny kind of explained it last weekend perfectly the first thing they're trying to do is complete a pass against air and then they're trying to complete a pass in one-on-ones and then they're trying to complete a pass with seven on sevens against defense and then they'll go to the 11 on 11 team it's a step-by-step process when you've finished last in the Big Ten in passing offense each of the last two seasons. Uh, Patrick, if, if Tommy DeVito doesn't win this job, I don't know what to tell you because the other option is Art Sikowski, and he hasn't done any throwing when in a team setting all spring, and he won't do any th- throwing in the spring. They will not let him throw a competitive pass against a defense or, or any kind of, you know, or in a scrimmage or a practice until he shows up for fall camp. They are, he's doing throwing on the side with the uh, with the training staff indoors in the indoor facility with nobody being able to watch. But I'm telling you right now, all of the first team reps right now have been going to Tommy DeVito. And I, I'm going to tell you, if he can't win the job, then I don't know what to tell Illini fans because it's, it's his job to lose. And they're really counting on him to have a big season in 2022. Talking with Matt Stevens here. He's the IlliniGuys.com, a football writer and analyst here in the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com in a segment presented by OSF Healthcare. You know, we had Martin O'Donnell on the show last half hour, Matt, talking to him about uh, this Illini team. Um, and I want to get your perspective. I asked him about, you know, what's the big difference that, that you know, that he sees with Brett Bielema now heading into season number two that maybe he didn't see before, um, you know, with, with, the, with the previous coach, Lovey Smith. And, I, and, you know, we've had you on, of course, you're on all the time every week, but as we kind of reset now, you're ready to see like, you know, the, the second spring game under Bielema. How would you answer that question right now in terms of how things look going into year two as, as opposed to before? I'm interested to hear what Martin might have said to this question, because my answer is there's a plan. There's a plan in place. There's a plan in place for today. There's a plan in place for tomorrow. There's a plan in place for a month from now. There's a plan in place for four years down the road. And, and I don't know if I could say that about the previous administration. I think there was a plan for today and maybe a plan for tomorrow, but there wasn't a plan for you know two years down the road. There wasn't a plan for four months down the road with the previous staff. Brad Bielema understands that this is a rebuild but it doesn't mean that it needs to be a losing rebuild early. That's not going to be acceptable. 
And I'm, I'm interested in what Martin might say, because my also answer, my, the part also the second part of my answer would be they're trying to get more Martin O'Donnell's in this program. They're trying to get more 300 pound four star guys that can come in and do exactly what Brett Bielema wants to do, which is play big boy power football on both sides of the ball. And I think you're starting to see those two rooms, offensive line and defensive line, become a more of a priority than it ever has been at Illinois in the past decade. And I think that's that's going to be a signature for Brett Bielema's program today, tomorrow and in the future. So follow up on that, you know, offensive line, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. and defensive line, that, that's where Brett Bielema is going to, you know, they're going to win. They got to win in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so so if we look at what, what can we expect? Are we going to, I mean, are we going to see the uh, the barge look? Are we, where, what are we going to see from, from this offense when we, we kind of think about it? Obviously, you got a veteran quarterback now, so you can't, you, who can throw the ball? You know he can throw the ball, he's done it. And but you also have a stable of running backs that you got to use. Um, what do you, what are we going to see? I think you're going to see an offense that plays to its strengths. And what do I mean by that, Brad? Is that to use a basketball analogy? And I've said this before. It might be entertaining to watch Kofi Coburn jack up ten threes in a game. I don't know if Illinois is winning if they do that. Um, it might be more entertaining if you watch Illinois throw sixty passes in a football game. I don't know if they're winning doing that because the most talented position room is running back and. You know, uh, Barry Lenny Jr. has already said, why wouldn't I just turn and hand it to a running back? Like, that's the easiest way to get somebody to the football, right, is just turn and hand it to them. Um, and do I think you're going to see the barge package? I think you had, you can see a, a little bit more of that because they feel like they have more bodies at offensive line that are ready-made and ready to play. Um, I won't go down the list, but I, I don't know if they thought they had eight guys that they could put in an offense in a, in a football game on the offensive line last year. They certainly feel like they do this year. Um I think the tight end is going to be a big deal. I think Luke Ford needs to have a big 2022. And I think they're looking at guys like Tip Ryman and maybe even an Owen Anderson, um, a true freshman who's a year older than everybody else because he spent an extra year at prep school. Um, he, and he's an early enrollee. He could help them at tight end. Brett Bielema and Barry Lunny's offense has always been big about running the football, play action pass, throw the ball to the tight end, and then maybe we'll hit you down the field with a big play in, at, at, uh, with one of our speedy wide receivers. I think that's what you're going to see. The other thing, Brad, that I'll finally is that the tempo. They're going to go fast, but they're also going to try to trick you with a lot of different tempos and get you in, off balance that way. So you're going to see fast, fast, fast. Now we're going to slow huddle if we have the lead. So I think they want to be able to go at like three different paces with this offense instead of be, you know, hamstrung at maybe just going one pace. And so I think that's what you're going to see with this offense is a lot of different stuff with Barry Lunny, even though I think schematically it might look very, very similar to what you saw last year. I know they've been using the transfer portal with some, you know, some strategic, um, you know, focus. What does uh, Rashawn Wilkins mean to that defensive line? Great story, Mike. Kid that literally out of, I mean, quickly, if I can say this, kid out of middle school who gets a academic scholarship in order to attend Mount Carmel um, and then ends up translating that into a Division three scholarship to go play football at Wisconsin Stephen Point, tears his ankle up. Um, this is why Brett Bielema and the staff believe he has two years of eligibility left and not just one. Um, goes to junior college out in California. Um, you know, rips it up and wins. He plays in a national championship game at junior college uh, and then gets the opportunity to play for Derek Mason and his defense at Vanderbilt. So what does he do? I think he becomes an instant immediate impact guy at that nose tackle position along with Calvin Avery and Virgus Brown. 
and T. Ry Edwards, the transfer from Northwestern. They're just trying to give Jerry, Terrence Jameson more big bodies to work with. And, and I think that you could see Wilkins playing both at the nose and then also playing at defensive end along with Keith Randolph and uh, Johnny Newton. I think that you're going to see maybe a rabbit's package out of Illinois on third down where they want some maybe smaller guys that can speed but can get vertically up the field to get the quarterback. Wilkins can definitely be a part of that because he's been in part of a three-man front and a four-man front in his time at Vanderbilt. He's very familiar with both schemes, and I think that he can play, you know, not only just the gap scheme, trying to stop the run in both gaps, the A gap and the B gap, but he can also play that Warren Sapp defensive tackle kind of position and get vertically up the field. Real quick, because we only got two minutes, but I want to know about special teams. Uh, They win games. They lose games. What's the kicking game look like? Well, your punter is a 29-year-old former Australian cop named Hugh Robertson, um, and Down. so th- there's th- that. That's and he's learned everything he knows from Blake Hayes. So that's that's a that's a positive in my book. Uh, Hugh's a character, but I think he's going to be fine. And your kicker is a local favorite. I think Caleb Griffin's going to win the job. I think he's really confident. It's finally his time to to take over for James McCourt. I think he's going to. He's already in the spring. They're talking about him being really solid from 40 yards in. And then I think they're trying to increase his ability to make plus 40 yards, maybe even 50 yard kicks. But um, I think they feel like Caleb's going to be pretty solid in the kicking game. The return game is kind of still up in the air right now about how they want to use it. I think that's where you could see an Aiden Loffrey, the true freshman early enrollee that came in uh, locally from, from, from Gibson city. I think you have an opportunity for him to basically be a, a potential option there because the running back room is so deep but I, I don't know what they're going to do in the return game, but I think your kickers are pretty solid just based off of what they learned from the guys that are walking out the door. But you've also seen from Caleb and from Hugh a couple of times this past season that they know what they're doing. You just mentioned a name. Uh, Aiden Lockery is, is a player. I'm really intrigued and I want to, I, I want to see this, this season and see what he can do as, as a true freshman. Um, give us a name here as we, as we say uh, so long to this segment, um, give us a freshman. Is, is there a true freshman who you're really watching to do something in the, in the orange and blue game? Sean Miller. I think you're going to see Sean Miller make plays on the outside at wide receiver. There's a reason why they are so excited about him, an early enrollee from IMG, a four-star kid. Because there's not a whole lot of competition in front of him at wide receiver, there is no reason why on game one, when they open up against Wyoming in late August, you're going to see him potentially be somebody that they need to give the football to. So I think in this scrimmage this weekend and in the orange and blue game, you're going to definitely look for a guy like Sean Miller to be making plays on the outside at wide receiver. All right. You heard it here. Thanks, Matt. We will check back in with you again next week. Matt Stevens, as we get ready for a kickoff. Uh, once again, that orange and blue game coming up uh, on the 21st at Memorial Stadium. Hey, big night in Rantoul this week as a trio of Illini basketball coaches joined forces for a great cause. That's coming up next in hour number two of the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future 
and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. UC's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini.